So hi, on the Good Noise Podcast, I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Joe from Capstan. And we're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, so what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Um, so uh, Anthony and Ferry um, actually met in school, our singer and our other guitarist. Um, they were both in school for audio engineering, and uh, that's where they started the project. They both went to Full Sail, and... Um, they they got the name from uh, a cap stand is uh, the device that winds the tape on like an old school tape recording machine. So they just thought that was cool and uh, decided to name the project that. Okay. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Wow, yeah. right? That's really cool. Uh, so congratulations on your upcoming release, Separate. How do you felt the response to the announcement so far? Um, it's been great so far. And thank you. Um, yeah, it's definitely um, been better than I even expected. Like, uh, I know uh, things have gone pretty well with, like, the pre-orders and the vinyl and all that. Um, people seem to be really responding well to the first track that we released so far. So uh, I'm really excited to, you know, see what happens as we start releasing the rest of the songs and the record. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had chatted about the single when it came out on our show and Gloria and I were both like holy shit this is really good and I listened to the record today and that first song completely blew me away I was holy fuck <laughs> I didn't expect it at all um, oh, yeah, that's awesome thank you I very much enjoyed the record and I'm very pissed off that such a good record was sent to us a month and a half early so I have to wait for it to hit streaming I about it. <laughs> um, so speaking of that single, what made you guys choose uh, Shades of Us as the lead single? Um, so since that song had been written, um, most of us uh, in the band and like our, our manager, Jesse, and, you know, the, a couple of the really close friends that we had shown it to, everybody kind of thought that was, you know, um, maybe the strongest track it kind of just stood out a little bit to everybody not to say that we don't think every track is very strong because that was like a goal for the whole record like trying to make a record of all bangers mm -hmm. uh, but yeah we all thought that it sort of maybe best represented some of the shift of our sound a little bit even though i i feel like this record still very much sounds like us it is also a little different in some ways um but yeah, so we thought that it, it was a good fit for the first single. Okay. Definitely. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so you guys actually have a handful of features on this record. What was it like working with everybody, and how did those come together? Um, yeah, so th that part is something else that's really exciting about this record for me because we've never – it's something we've always, like, talked about, and we've never, like, you know, had the chance to, like, work with some other cool artists on, on, a, on a record like this. And uh, – um, yeah the big one for me that was like a childhood dream come true was like having Shane from Silverstein on, on a song so uh yeah very very pumped about that um like the other features too are absolutely amazing so Saxel Rose uh the saxophonist has a, a feature in one of the songs as well and then um the, a good friend of ours uh, everybody in the band um who actually I believe you have interviewed before we love charlene yeah we love yeah, charlene, yeah. <laughs> she's amazing uh she says hi by the way uh, hi charlene, <laughs> hi, charlene. <laughs> yeah uh having her on that because that track originally we weren't entirely sure she had like sung it as a demo for us and then uh we just loved it so much we're like you need to be the person who's on this track and uh oh. but yeah do, doing features like that it really it it 
adds a little bit of extra flavor on the record, you know, getting a different type of sound on there. And we're very happy with all of them. And uh, like I said, can't wait to share those tracks when they come out soon. So, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, will either of those be a single? Are we allowed to ask that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can give that away, but... How about this one of them will be? I don't which one? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a wild stab and say it's only Shane, but <laughs> if management hears that No, you didn't. <laughs> no. I didn't give it away. No. Yeah, it exactly. wasn't given that away. Wasn't I'm you. just guessing. Yeah. Um but when I saw that I was just going to say something about the features. Yeah, when I saw that those were, that Charlene and Shane were on the album, I was like, holy shit, wait, that's my friend. And also, wait, that's one of my favorite bands right there on this record. And I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. So. Yeah, very stoked on those. So, uh, so you mentioned that Charlene actually kind of gave you guys the demo for that song. Then you guys invited her to play on the track. Was that everybody? Did everybody kind of write their own parts for the song? Or did you reach out to say, hey, we have this part in the song. We want you to do it. Or. Yeah, happen? very much. Uh, yeah, like what you said there. Um, so it, it was like, so I, I actually am like, pretty much. Uh, I, I for this record, especially I kind of definitely took the role as songwriter and I, I wrote like, all the lyrics, all the melodies, all the instruments and all that stuff. And I had written all, all of her parts with like that, that song originally was like, written in mind as being a duet. And um, I, I had all like the melody and everything written out and we, uh, you know, seeing that she's worked with Harry a lot on her own music, who Harry, you know, he does audio engineering stuff on the side. Um, you know, she, she was somebody we knew that, you know, had a great voice and like we, we demo very thoroughly. And so we really wanted to hear like more or less a complete idea before we moved on with it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it was all written out and then we had her just come like lay down uh you know some demo vocals and then it actually worked out really well because when we were in the studio in texas she also happened to be in texas uh in houston so when we finally decided like yeah it needs to be charlene on the record and then uh, invited her over she drove from houston to austin and really worked out very well um <clears throat> but yeah it was uh when it comes to the the writing thing like that's primarily all like just me kind of um and then the other guys kind of help produce the record i would say uh mm -hmm. you know, they kind of think of the ideas all the flavor add on top here and there and just yeah. like, make it more of a fleshed out product so okay oh. that makes sense uh so is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art yeah so um the album name we wanted something um i wanted something uh specifically like intentionally vague so like uh first of all the you could say one or two ways you know, they can be separate or separate right um and then we thought that was kind of an interesting take on it but uh it, that word uh can be vaguely used to sort of define a lot of the themes on the record <laughs> um like a sense of isolation or being split from yourself or the people you love. Uh, and, you know, that that was a, uh, a huge part of the lyrical themes of everything. So uh, we thought that was like, you know, kind of like a cool vague way that you could apply the title to like a bunch of the different tracks. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's 
that's kind of where the name came from. Um, the, as for the album art, um, we worked with an artist. We took a, I mean, if you couldn't tell, we took a kind of a change of direction from our previous album covers. Like, um, it's collage art and it's not like super meticulously detailed, um, like, you know, pencil drawing and stuff like how we had, had some of our previous art. Uh, but we worked with an artist named, his name is, uh, I believe it's Connor, but it's Fib stuff on Instagram. And uh, he, he's a very, very talented collage artist. And we all love his art. And we sent him the record and, and we were like, hey, here, here are the lyrics. Here's the name. Here's what we're thinking. Uh, like what the record means. Like, can, can you see if this speaks to you at all? And if you can like come up with some art that kind of you think visualizes that. And he sent us that cover and we were like, we love this. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it, it, kind of an interesting way to do it because we, we, we hadn't done something like that before. Like we, we had like kind of basic ideas and then we just like contact an artist and they, you know, draw something really beautiful, obviously. And we love all our old covers, but like this one, we feel like even though it's not a crazy specific piece of art, we feel like it really does capture a lot of the feeling of the record. So Mm -hmm. uh yeah we're very excited on that too okay. that's good that's good i i love when bands give like artists that they commission to make the art like complete creative freedom when they do it basically just here's the album do what you want with it will you guys be doing that again for your cover art are you like hooked on that now or do you think you're going to go back to like the hand painted just whatever yeah. you know no i i think it's awesome too i i'm really happy like i couldn't be more happy with like telling this artist like here like knock yourself out do what you want and then getting something back that we love so much so yeah i definitely in the future i i see us doing that more mm -hmm. uh so yeah it's definitely a really cool like kind of idea so mm -hmm. <clears throat> all right uh so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record yeah so um we i i had already started writing some of the instrumental stuff um before COVID started like I, I would always I'd write a little bit on the road and, and a lot like when we were off the road when we were back home um in between tours and then uh we were three days into a tour when that got canceled uh due to COVID and then uh as soon as we got back we we're like well we should utilize this time and go as hard as we can on the writing thing so um yeah uh we basically so how it would work is like, because Harry is an audio engineer and he uh, had like a home studio that we kind of demoed out of. And uh, I would, I, I kind of went into what the guys called insanity mode. Like, because I, I was like, I was writing, like I would wake up probably like seven in the morning, start writing until like noon, like every day we were meeting up. And then we meet up from like noon to 7 p.m. And I'd go home and I'd like write some more and then like wake up and do it all over again. And like, um, I'd bring in a bunch of ideas and then we ended up demoing a lot of songs um, on this record that we didn't end up using. And that itself was a little bit of a different thing for us because uh, we had never cut so much material, like not even close before. Like that was a big part of what in our opinion makes this record so much better than some of the other ones is that we cut probably as many songs as we ended up with. So like 
there, there were and not even songs that got cut but like um <clears throat> half of the songs a lot of the parts like were completely different so like mm-hmm. we cut probably 10 songs and in addition to that like the some of the songs that are left on the record uh like you had mentioned that first track like the only part of that first track that's like the same as when i started writing it is like the chorus like all the verse parts like everything like ended up changing more and more over time mm-hmm. uh, so that was a little different and then um <clears throat> the other thing so like this was the first record where i ended up writing like uh all of the lyrics so uh, on on like Restless Heart, our last full length, um, I, I it was probably an even three way split between Harry, Boz, and myself, mm-hmm. all writing like you know a third of the lyrics, and then we would sort of like, you know, just take we like, oh we have these lines let's put it over this music like I was still writing all the instrumentals but uh, with this one um, I I took a different approach. And I started just like writing uh, choruses first. And, and I started by writing like melody first and then like kind of fitting lyrics over the top of them. And, uh, and I think that kind of really helped a lot to make the, the choruses pop a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, we, we put in months and months because we didn't finish until probably October. Uh, so we did like six solid months of like demoing every day like a full-time job cutting lots of songs like thinking of just uh every day like what can we add to this um what can we do to make it a little different but still like us and uh yeah (laughs) if obviously covid it was a terrible thing and is so terrible so unfortunate and like but for us like it if we hadn't been forced to stay home and not tour, like we never would have been able to write this record. Mm-hmm. So uh, it is, you know, terrible as it is for everybody, uh, you know, there was definitely a silver lining to it for us. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how this all went down. <clears throat> yeah. Solid. Wow. Wait, so you mentioned 10 songs got cut. Will those ever see the light of day or were they just kind of uh, demos? <laughs> Um, so some of them may, uh, because there are like, there are like two or three of them that we still really like. So there may be B-sides in the future. Um, but as of right now, they're not recorded, but we we don't want to let them just go to waste. So there, there might be. All right. All right. Um, so I want you to pick your favorite lyric off this album and, uh, tell us the meaning behind it. Ooh. (laughs) Um, yeah all right so i i i don't have like a specific favorite lyric and i i feel like um i since the record's not out yet i feel like i can't share a lot of that yet i let me just say a song as a whole Um, and and this song when is this airing (laughs) next couple of weeks i would think yeah well, mm-hmm. all right. Well, this song's already going to be out by then. Okay. So uh, then the second single is uh, it's called Take My Breath Away, Noose. Uh, that track is one of the songs that I'm most lyrically proud of because it's like, uh, it's kind of just has an overall theme to it. And, and I really like, there's like a lot of like contrasting sort of wordplay. 
And I, I'm very much proud of that one. Uh, not only for the lyrics, but the, just the song as a whole. It was like a different, it was like an experiment in writing something for me. And I, I'm very happy. So it's very different from a lot of Capstan previous to it. Um, yeah, th those are some of my favorite lyrics that I wrote. So. Oh, yeah. Solid. All right. Uh, so what song off this record took the longest to write? Mm, okay, that's a good question. Uh, I would say, honestly, um, the song I was just talking about took the longest to write because really? it was, yeah, it, it, uh, I started writing that song actually before the whole writing process that I was just talking about. So some of the instrumental to that, actually most of the instrumental was written um, uh, probably in like January, uh, by January of 2020. So before we went on our last tour that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, but what took me so like, um, the chorus came along pretty quickly, but like writing like all the verse parts and then the bridge was like the biggest headache. Like I, there were so many different things that happened in that bridge at one point until like finally settled on where it is now. Mm -hmm. Um, so, so that one, uh, definitely took the longest to write, uh, just because like being so different, like I, I we all wanted it to be perfect too. Like, you know, yeah. you, you know, when you're trying something new, you gotta like, <laughs> you gotta make it right. Right. You know, like you can't be like, well, they, <laughs> they tried to do something adventurous and they half-assed it. Like, we yeah, exactly. So that one definitely probably saw the most amount of work. <clears throat> okay. All right. Um, so as you keep on mentioning, you guys had you guys had embarked on tour right before the world ended. What was it like trying to scramble home? Because obviously we've never experienced that before, and we ask it to every single band that was on the road during that time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that part was terrible, uh, especially like considering. So I mean, we're from Florida, and uh, the band we were touring with is from the Midwest. So like, we 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 drove all the way to Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, and then we played those three shows. It was like, if you can imagine driving from Florida all the way to the Midwest to play yep. a weekend here. It was, uh, it was definitely really weird too, because like, uh, a bunch of tours were already dropping. Like, like I, I, I know, I remember the day before we played the last show we saw like all these tours getting canceled. We're like, Oh, our tour is going to get canceled. And, and the last show we did play was like a sold it. The tickets had all sold out, mm -hmm. but yeah. like maybe 20% of the people showed up because people were starting to freak out. Yeah. All right. Oh. So yeah, it was like, there was like nobody there. It was supposed to be a sold out show. Mm -hmm. That was weird. It definitely weird energy. And then, uh, and then yeah, canceled. And then, drove back to florida <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> I, I just i looked it up because you did cut out when you had mentioned it the first time and i wanted to make sure the tour had started i was supposed to see you guys on that tour and i remember talking <laughs> to my mom like i th i think it's gonna happen because they kept you guys just kept on playing and you guys were one of the last bands oh. out on the road kind of playing shows and i was like i think they're just gonna fucking do it they're just gonna say fuck it and do it and then obviously you guys couldn't um yeah <laughs> Oh, so hopefully when the world opens back up you can see them hopefully yeah yeah <laughs> it's coming it's coming exactly. okay. yeah exactly all right any Wars day now <laughs> yeah drop drop the dates all right um so can you tell us where your headspace was at while you were creating this record um yeah i mean to be totally honest with you because it's like a huge part of the record uh very depressed 
Um, <laughs> so like that's like one of the big themes on the record too or at least like several songs are pretty much just about that and um, <clears throat> yeah uh having toured like full-time up until COVID started um I was almost ready for a break uh I was like man we get to go home and chill man I regret thinking that uh, I didn't realize really truly how much I loved it and how much it meant to me until like that we were forced to stay home yeah uh, and then you know losing that fulfillment that I had from from being on the road um <clears throat> being stuck at home with uh my now ex-wife who uh so another one of the other largest lyrical themes of the record is like you know my relationship which was on its way out and you know coming to the realization that um it wasn't going to work long term and uh dealing with that in addition to just being yeah so incredibly depressed uh that that's really but that's what gave me the inspiration to you know, start finding my voice more and, and writing the lyrics the way that I did. Um, it was extremely cathartic and it allowed me to, because <clears throat> I, I'm a very uh, like stereotypical Irish Catholic race type person and I don't really talk about my feelings. And like the, the first time I was ever able to really express how I felt about it before I told anybody, like my best friends or anybody at all was just writing the words down as lyrics and then uh that eventually led to me being able to you know make the changes in my life that I needed to but yeah it was all uh <clears throat> it was all a big just sort of you know release and just uh letting all that out and you know letting my feelings out on paper so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> well made for a pretty damn good record so mm -hmm. Uh, so what band or artist influence you think you can hear the most on this album mm, good question uh you know i i guess it's hard for me to say because i it's like it's so hard to judge your own music that way like i feel like i hear certain influences but then like nobody ever says them when they're comparing us to other bands or like uh, <laughs> there are the influences that people like pick up on I feel like I'm like, I don't see that, but okay. Yeah. Like, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess kind of a lot of the bands in more of the sort of um, metalcore, but kind of like post-hardcore, like newer genre. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I can hear the, the influence from bands like, um, like Architects and stuff like mm, that. I heard yes. that, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely like that. Like bands like that are kind of like a big one for me, or like uh, it kind of all in that vein. Like um, <clears throat> especially with structure and like the balance of like riffs and choruses still. Mm -hmm. So yeah, kind of you know stuff like that. But also uh, still some of the like the the big emo influences. Like mm -hmm. I, I'm a I'm a big fan of like. Like I'm a massive MCR fan. Like as I, you should be. <laughs> I I love like emo music and stuff like that too, as much as I love like techie, like metalcore and stuff like that. So like mm -hmm. I feel like you can kind of hear some of that too still. So All right. All right. what's your favorite MyChem album? 
Oh, it's okay. So I, I've got a Black Parade tattoo. <gasps> Shut <Yo>. up! That's <laughs> so cool. It's definitely that. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Taste. It's a very good album. I respect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words. Come on. Emotional. Mm-hmm. Honest. All right. This is one hyphenated word, quasi-technical, partially technical. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Glad um, you got it. <laughs> so in that same train of thought, but not nearly as high stress, is mm-hmm. there a certain feeling you want your listeners to have while going through the album? Yeah, uh, I want you to cry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> being honest. <laughs> no, um, yeah. I. All right, that was more honest than I'd like to admit. Because, like, um, honestly, the, like, the music that uh, always has helped me the most is, like, not music that is, like, uh let me cheer you up it's music that's like man i'm so sad like (laughs) you know what i mean like i like bands that you know write songs that you can tell like that there's a lot of pain there there's a lot of like turmoil inside like that kind of stuff knowing that other people feel the way that i feel that is like a, a really comforting idea so like i i hope that even though like this record and a lot of my lyrics could be considered like kind of i mean somewhat negative definitely depressive like i i I still like to think that there are people who can listen to that and relate to it and be like well i know i'm not the only one who feels like this and like that makes me feel a little better at least so like Mm -hmm. i don't know that's kind of where i that's what i think about when i write lyrics so all right it's fair uh so where do you see the band in the next five years um hopefully just continuing to grow uh hopefully not stuck at home in a quarantine (laughs) that'd be cool yeah Yeah, (laughs) um so yeah um you know just uh continuing to make the kind of music that we want to make that hopefully uh resonates with people and people can relate to and uh you know just don't stop growing and just uh you know put in the time put in the hours get on the road and you know get out there and you know see the fans and uh yeah i don't know uh all right yeah that sounds good um so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So <laughs> if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> last meal. Um, uh, you know what? Probably just uh, probably just a hot dog. You know, nothing. <laughs> no. Hot dog. A single hot dog. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was. Oh, good. okay, good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know, probably something generic, like a steak or something stupid like that. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> but drink, okay. it would definitely be like a fancy glass of scotch, like some mm-hmm. McAllen 16 years, something like that. All right. You All right. can keep the food, honestly. I'm about yeah. to die. <laughs> scotch, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. 
Uh, so mm-hmm. if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Mm, I don't know. Probably, probably like Narnia or something so like that. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Narnia is good. <laughs> um, so I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person that we have spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Green. Specific shade of green. It sounded like a question. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure it's, it's green? It's, it's a tie between green and blue. So maybe I'll just go for something in between and say like teal. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, I respect that. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Uh, no, other than uh, Separate is coming out July 23rd. Uh, but hopefully you know that by now. If you're listening to this, uh, definitely go check out the record when it comes out. All right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This has been Joe from Capstan and uh, We're the Good Noise podcast.